the Just Saying podcast is proud to have Our Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit ourriveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And we are going to tackle on this episode texting. Is it an overused or abused tool in your toolbox? If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. Welcome. Glad you're here. Really glad you're here. And if you've been here before, please spread the word. Help us get the word out that we need to be better communicators, more intentional we say matters. I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less and Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. And those two books have inspired two distinct programs. One is a set of brief programs that teach us how to be really effective and efficient communicators. And the book Noise has inspired a program called Quiet Works, which is really introducing the value of quiet in our day specifically our workday, is a, is a time for us to find out what really matters and to create priorities and to really create the space to think and prepare before we communicate. Super powerful combination of those two things. And in the book, Noise, I talk a lot about distractions, specifically coming from digital devices. And you, sit, you grab your smartphone, and right there you've got the whole proverbial world in your hands. And today we're going to talk about texting and caveat here, I, I am, full disclosure, this is a lot of fun for me, but I am by no means an expert and don't try to be, and this is just giving you more considerations than rules. So if anybody disagrees, um, I'm not creating a rule book on texting. It's an evolving language, and it's an evolving medium um, that really excels at brevity, but maybe not so much on clarity. So yeah, is it efficient? Absolutely, no doubt. Get a message, send a message. I can have a conversation without even picking up the phone, and it just high scores on efficiency. I don't know if it's got the highest scores. It depends on the clarity bit. So I just want to give you some considerations about, because I would be remiss if didn't talk about writing and texting and what that looks like when you're hitting the mark and maybe when you're missing the mark. Just some things to think about. And this is not a you know, I'm going to play a generational thing where, you know, I used to write letters and send faxes back in the day, a long time ago, and now everybody texts. And I'm not like, not a, I'm not on the bag, bandwagon or off the bandwagon in terms of how technology and, and really this language has evolved. Um, emojis and, and all that. Certainly, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff written on this and how it affects language and, and how it's an evolution. And I applaud it. It's, you know, it's, it's the, the dynamic um, nature of language to start with. It's slang and expressions and turns of phrases that even within 20, 30, 40 years change entirely. And, uh, and that's a separate conversation for a separate day. But what we're going to talk about today is, is it overused? Is it rightly used? Is it abused as a tool? And it's, it's a tool, like any other tool. So I always... Tell people when you're looking at, like, what's the right format? And, you know, like, that meeting should have been an email. Well, should that email have been a text or should that text been a phone call or a letter or nothing? And just some things to think about when we're looking at how to, how to approach texting in the right way. Now, 
I'm kind of organizing this in sort of send and reply. So there's two, in my mind, two sides of the thing. Me sending a message, maybe initiating contact with a person, and then the whole process of reply. I just got one. And just some things to be thinking about um, and reflecting about how you use or abuse um, or overuse or rightly use this, you know, texting. In, in the concept here is not just texting on your phone. It's also direct messages. Um, you know, my company, we use Slack. So we, we're slacking each other. And I think there's other, other means to do that, to send a direct message. But they're all under the category. I would just put these as like uh, instant messaging or, or, or texting. is kind of all categorically the same thing under, the, un, under a, or maybe a, a bit of a broader roof. But it all comes in into this consideration. And the other thing I want you to think about is I'm talking about this mostly from a professional standpoint, not a personal standpoint. So I'm not going to give you a perspective about how to date or um, how to communicate within your families and things like that. That's, that's I think, a broader sphere. I'm just talking about the effectiveness and the efficiency of doing it in a, in a, in a more of a strictly pro, uh, professional context because it is something that is used pr- um, more and more, in some cases, used too much. And I just want you to be thinking about it in a professional context. So let's start with let's start with sending. So you're at the point where like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna send person this message. I want you to stop and just thinking about we use a tool called Draft. So if you go into our site and you look under our tools, you'll find draft cards. You can register for that. And I've announced that we've revamped that the, the downloadable, editable tools from thebrieflab.com. If you go into the tools section, there's some resources that are free. You have to just sign up for it, register. And one of them is called the draft card. And in, in quick summary, it stands for desired outcome, relationship, audience, format, tone. Well, if you start getting down to the format and tone, the first thing is, okay, well, is this the right format? I know that it scores high on the immediacy. Okay, well, it's, in, you know, the immediacy, it's incredible. Um, but it's also incredibly <laughs> immediate, sure. But it can be immediately dangerous or delusional or ineffective, or just, quite honestly, the wrong format. What do I mean? I, I, It's replaced email to a great extent. I don't want to write an email. I hate email, so I'm just going to send you a text. Well, bad email just became a bad text. Just because it's a text doesn't mean that email just got good. You just broke it up into different bad pieces. It might be better just to pick up a phone and, or just walk over somebody's office. In some cases, messaging has replaced walking or having a call or consolidating that into a meeting. So just because that format might have been ineffective doesn't mean that texting makes it a better better format. So I would think about format. What is, is this the right format, the right means to connect with a person, even though, um, you know, there's a lot of options. Think of it from the standpoint of the recipient and also the sender. So it's like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm sending this to you, but that I, I want to do it this way because it's the best for me. But is it the best for you? So if we need to have a conversation, yeah, they're texting conversations, but it's very difficult. And this is connected to sending is tone. Like, I don't know. If you want to get a quick laugh, there's a key and peel. They're comedians that have got a thing on texting, which is really, really funny. So just YouTube that if you want the key and peel on texting. But the tone is really hard to gauge in texting, especially if there's emotion behind it urgency, um, empathy, whatever the emotion might be, it's very easy to misread that and not convey it. So that might be the wrong format for what you want to what, what talk about. So that's in the sending thing. I think the, the format and the tone become 
pretty important. Even though the default was, oh, I'm just the easiest thing for me is to text. Well, that doesn't, easy doesn't equate to best. And that's the mistake I think a lot of people do. It's like, right, I got my phone right here. I need to say something, it's gonna be really quick. But is it the best? Is it the most effective means? If you're looking for response, if you, if, because this is what we're gonna connect into um, the relationship you have with the person that you're sending it to. It's maybe your boss, or maybe it's your coworker, or maybe it's a new relationship where you don't really have one. You don't understand their preferences. Um, you know, what, where are they at, and you know, do they need to process things more? So if you're early on in a relationship, it might be, oh, I want my relationship to be like, hey, even a professional context to be in a texting one where I can text and send in, but you may, that might be what you want, but that might not be what you have just just yet. So maybe you've got a boss or a client that you're like, you got their cell phone number and they gave it to you, but just because they gave it to you, they might want you to call them, but they might not want you to text them. Or, you know, that immediacy of, and we're going to turn our attention now, replying, is there is this, and I did a podcast on this a while back called The Illusion of Immediacy. And if you go to thebrieflab.com and to our podcast, you can search that, but it's the illusion of immediacy. And the, and the, and the thought here is, I, ju- I, want, I want you to respond right away, and, and, but that's an illusion. That might not be what is really possible. I want in a text for a person to be um, waiting there, doing nothing, and just ready for me to send a text, and, and they're going to reply right away. So a couple things to consider as, as a person getting those texts is, is Reading and responding are two different steps and two different things. Yeah, you get a message, read it, but just because you get it doesn't mean you need to read it right away. So if your phone goes off, it's a very Pavlovian thing. It's an immediate response. The sender is like, I'm texting you and you need an answer right now. You don't even need to read right now. And you have to retrain your brain. This is a big part of noise is... It's the untimeliness of information. It's not that it's useless. It's, it might be useful, but not right now because everything isn't an emergency. So just because I, I get it doesn't mean I have to read it right now. All right? So you can delay that just like email. You don't sit in email all day long. My life as a professional is to sit and read email all day long. In the same way that my life isn't just to hold my smartphone and wait for people to text me. Or as soon as they do, the second step is I got to read it? Sure. But then when to respond? They're two totally different things. If you respond and you read right away, you're telling people that no matter when they call coming, you'll always answer the door. Realize that that's a dangerous thing, precedent to send. I have coworkers that respond right away. And I have other ones that that don't. And I'm not saying the people that respond away are, are bad or the people that I just, there are people that just, there's a delay there. Why? Because they're doing other things. And that delay, note your response. Like, do you get miffed when people don't respond right away? That's an illusion. They have other things that they're doing. You're not the only thing that they're doing. And just because you need an answer right now, we use Slack. It's like we Slack each other and it's like, you know, there's got to be time for quiet. And right in that quiet, I don't want a person checking their phone. So this is rethinking the, the paradigm of how when people come calling, do you always answer? So that next consideration is that reading and responding are different. 
things, different steps, and you don't have to do all both of them immediately. Okay. Then we turn on to things like when I reply and I've read it, you know, think about how you're going to respond, certainly when, but how. And if you think it's going to start a deeper conversation, you may just change the format. You can always opt out of it and say, you know what, give me a call. Here's my cell phone. You know, here, obviously, I have the cell phone number. Call me. Or if, if you want to have a conversation at more length, you might just say, hey, listen, give me a call in an hour. Let's talk about this in an hour. You can manage this stuff where you don't, it doesn't turn into this ping pong back and forth. When you, when you do make a decision to respond, a couple things that you need to keep in mind is punctuation, spelling, capitalization matter to someone. It may not matter to you, but it might matter to me. And in fact, it does matter to me. Not just because I'm a writer, not just because I was an English major, but because for me, as a preferences, the way a person spells, the way they um, capitalize, use punctuation, for me is an indicator of how much they care about me. People who are careless in their spelling and punctuation and capitalization, even though they think it's fine, it's not fine for me. And it might be fine for other people. But if you don't know, don't assume. If it's okay for you, doesn't mean it's okay for somebody else. And don't fall into that trap because you might be you might be literally shooting yourself in the foot with that relationship where you're, you're, you're sending out a signal that you really don't care, where you're, you're, you think more about yourself than the people that you're sending it to. So I would say punctua- punctuation, capitalization, spelling, et cetera, matter to someone. So think receiver preference. What do they prefer? Connected to that is it's really spelling. It's proof before sending. It's not just for the spelling. Does it make sense? You know, you just, you're just using your thumbs and you're, just, and you're using voice recognition, which can be very dangerous. It can be effective, but it can be very dangerous, but be careful. Okay? And then emojis and abbreviations and things like that. I, that's a whole other thing of how it's condensing this down to almost a new language, and I'm not even going to go there. Though I might have a fun way, because this was fun for me to do. I'm, I'm Hopefully these considerations are helpful for you. But think about the format. Think about the tone. Think about texting. Even though it's a default... There are still some considerations, things that you should be thinking about as the sender, as the as the um, as the re- recipient and the person replying, and don't do it instinctively, don't do it carelessly, don't do it impulsively. Be careful about it because it's like anything; it could be incredibly efficient, but it might not be effective. Okay, um, it can miss the mark on on clarity, even though it scores high on brevity. Okay, so that's it. So I'm going to end here. In a, in a slightly different way. So I'm going to use all abbreviations. So BTW, IDK, IMO, YOLO, LOL, TTYL, TY. Just saying.